Locked On Dolphins, hosted by Travis Wingfield. Your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. What's up, Dolphins? And welcome into the Thursday, November the 8th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, Wednesday's practice is in the books, which means we've got media availability. An update on Ryan Tannehill and the other injured Miami Dolphins will preview the game Sunday in Green Bay with breakdowns, the lock of the week, and a prediction, plus Matt Burke's future and the future of the Miami defensive staff. But first, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That helps us out more than you guys can possibly know. Give me a follow on Twitter, at NFL. Follow the show, at LockedOnFins. And of course, check out LockedOnDolphins.com, the number one blog in the Locked On Network, as well as the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts, like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On Magic podcast, for all the coverage of your favorite NBA teams. And we have a novel-sized injury report for the Miami Dolphins on Wednesday's practice. So let's go ahead and bring on the Mad Dog. And of course, as you know, we have some veterans that don't necessarily have to practice throughout the course of the week here in Miami. Of course, Danny Amendola, as well as Cam Wake getting their veteran days off. They had DNPs as not injury related. Now, as far as limited participants in practice, there was a bunch of them. I mentioned Ryan Tannehill. We'll talk about him here in a second. Laramie Tunzel, Kenny Stills, Ted Larson, Jawan James, and Jakeem Grant were all limited. And then there was a ton of names that were full participants on Wednesday's practice. So the Dolphins pretty much healthy for the most part outside of the injured reserve players we all know about that has been accumulating every single week. You go over to the Green Bay Packers and they have several guys on that list as well. The DNPs that did not practice were Jimmy Graham, and cornerback Kevin King. I think King will miss this game with a hamstring injury, and Graham, we'll see about him down the line. Limited participants were Brian Balaga. It sounds like he might be good to go come Sunday after suffering an injury against the Patriots on Sunday night. Kentrell Bryce, the safety, and linebacker Blake Martinez both were limited as well. So the Packers and Dolphins right about in the same area as far as guys that are not on IR as far as the medical goes for this game on Sunday. It has been flexed to 425 Eastern in case you did not know. Dolphins and Packers. Dolphins are a 10-point underdog. And we're going to preview that game coming up here on this edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. But first, we got to get to first down. That's another Miami Dolphins. And first down on this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast is brought to you by Blue Chew. And the main topic of the day for the Miami Dolphins was a Ryan Tannehill media availability, something that does not happen with injured players. Typically, injured players are protected from having to speak to the media. And I assume this might have something to do with the fact that the Dolphins and Adam Gaze were fined. That was the NFL's ultimate finding in the Ryan Tannehill injury report case as the league was investigating the Miami Dolphins and the way they handled the initial report of Ryan Tannehill's shoulder. The Dolphins have been fined $30,000, Adam Gaze $15,000, and that will be it. No more further punishment, no draft picks. But I think that's probably why they trotted Ryan Tannehill out there. And he gave us a few sound bites. And as you would expect, the entire press availability was about the health of the shoulder and when he could come back. And very early on, they asked him what his goal was in terms of getting back for the Indianapolis Colts game following the bye week. That's the goal. That's the goal right now for me is, is to get back on the field, uh, use these next two weeks to, to get healthy, get back into, into throwing and get sharp and, and be ready to go. Obviously, um, 
not set in stone. Have to see what happens, but that's my goal. I'm all in on on doing everything I can to to be ready for Indy. So he wants to get back for the Indianapolis Colts game, which serves to be, I think, the hinge game for the Dolphins' season. At that point, if they win or lose on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers, they have to find a way to beat the Colts and the Bills heading into that final stretch of the season if they are thinking playoffs. Now, as far as what the exact issue with Ryan Tannehill's shoulder, he was asked more specifically if it was the velocity on his throws or just the overall pain in the shoulder after he throws the football for a day. That's just being able to, to make the throw. Um, that's, that's the issue. If it was just pain, then I could deal with that and I could go out and do it. But uh, just being able to, to do the job is, is the issue. So as I speculated, and as I think we all assumed, it wasn't about pain tolerance because that's something that if it was up to Ryan with the pain tolerance, he would be out on the field playing. So it's more about the velocity and not being able to make the throws they want him to make in this offense, which you might argue is the case with Brock Osweiler currently, but no point in really running Ryan Tannehill out there and risking, risking longer term damage to his shoulder and, and really jeopardizing the future of his career, whether it's as a Dolphin or somewhere else. I think it's out of respect to him and just the idea that they can't run the offense functionally through him. And it was funny because a couple minutes later, Armando Salguero pipes back in with the exact same question, literally word for word, the exact same question. And Tannehill answered it again. Yeah, it's, it's obviously it hurts, but like I said, the, the pain I can deal with, you know, it's, it's not just pushing through pain. It's physically being able to, to get the ball to where it needs to go. So once I can do that, then then we'll be in good shape. So that's what he wants to do. He wants to be able to get the football where it needs to go. And that's been the case all along. As Adam Gaze even mentioned that when he first took the injury, that it was more about his choice to play him and seeing if he can put the ball where it needs to go throughout the course of a game on Sundays. And as for Adam Gaze, he was not having these questions in regards to Ryan Tannehill's return. As you can tell, as most coaches would do, he was focused on this game and this game only as the question was, is Ryan Tannehill going to be back for the Indianapolis Colts game or is that the goal to get him back after the bye week? Is that who we play after? Yeah. Then, yeah. So, short and sweet. If they play the Colts after the bye week, that's the goal to get him back. So, the team seems to be aligned with that with Ryan Tannehill. Will it happen? You know, I just don't know. I don't feel like I have confidence to say one way or the other. My gut feeling is that they're hopeful, but hope is not exactly a type of medicine. And I I, I hope as well that Ryan Tannehill comes back. One, because I don't really want to go see Brock Osweiler play two games live when I'm down in Miami for the Bills and Patriots games. But also, I think they're in the playoff hunt if they can get some things fixed. If Ryan Tannehill comes back and gives you a more Ryan Tannehill-like performance than what we saw in those Patriots and Bengals games, then the Dolphins will have a chance to make a run and get back into the postseason, which would be a nice little bonus for this team after a bunch of injuries, two out of three years in the playoffs, would be an accomplishment under Adam Gaze. So that's the aim. That's the goal. We'll see if we'll get there. But once again, that is down the line. We'll cover that game when it gets here. As for this Sunday, the Dolphins do play a game in Green Bay on Sunday as 10-point underdogs, as I mentioned. We'll preview the game next on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. But first, a word from Blue Chew. Not every guy suffers from ED, but all Dolphins fans know a thing or two about impotence. But just because your football team is year in and year out mediocre doesn't mean that your sex life has to be. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence you're looking for with BlueChew.com. That's blue, not red, 
blue like the color, bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Thursday on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, and believe it or not, the Dolphins do play a football game this Sunday. As we know, between Sundays, this team is never boring, that's for sure. But we put up with the drama for Sundays, and if Miami can find a way to win as 10-point dogs on the road, that would set them up for a post-buy playoff run. But how do they get there? Well, it's going to be tough. Look, the team played very well on defense against the Jets, but I've said it all week. That was Sam Darnold. Aaron Rodgers is just a different beast. Talking about what Aaron Rodgers is, and I wrote this in the preview column up on LockedOnDolphins.com right now. He, to me, is the best quarterback to ever play the game. The way he can get the football out from any platform, from any angle, from any direction he is running is just simply fantastic, and I've never seen anybody do it the way that he does. The marriage between his feet and his eyes, the way they are hardwired together to process things and be in a position to make those throws when he does process them, the accuracy, the zip, the downfield throwing ability, the scrambling, the smarts to play the game, the instincts to know where you can catch the defense napping, whether it's offsides, in the wrong personnel grouping. He is just terrific, and the Dolphins are going to have to bring their absolute A-plus game to deal with him. Now, as far as their offense goes without Aaron Rodgers, the health of the offensive line is a concern. It sounds like we will see Brian Balaga on Sunday, but he and David Bakhtiari together are one of the best tackle tandems in the NFL, if not the very best. But inside, they do have some weaknesses and some spots the Dolphins can exploit them on. Their left guard, Lane Taylor, has had a rough go of things this year. I'd be surprised if the Dolphins don't rotate some NASCAR packages in there, get three defensive ends on the field, and attack him with a DN like Andre Branch or Robert Quinn. As far as their running game goes, we saw Ty Montgomery get traded. We saw Aaron Jones fumble last week. I'm not sure what their plan is going to be on Sunday, whether it is more Aaron Jones or back to Jamal Williams. I'm not sure what the plan will be, but I don't think they're going to be able to find balance against this Dolphins run defense. We'll see if that holds true. As far as the receivers go, I think they really aren't as good as they used to be, and it's a big reason why the Packers offense hasn't been as potent as it once was back in the heyday of Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. Nelson was shipped out because he is old and past his prime, and the same thing is the case with Randall Cobb. The explosion's not there. The nuance in the route running is no longer there because of the lack of quickness, and Jimmy Graham, the same story. He is questionable to play this game, but if he does play, I wouldn't worry about him too much. He is cooked as far as I'm concerned as well. So this offense really just revolves around what Aaron Rodgers can do. And maybe he'll have an off day. Maybe he won't play well, but I'm just not going to bank on that. 
And then you flip things over to the other side of the football here on the Thursday edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Travis Winkle with you guys here at Winkle NFL on Twitter. They are led by two studs in the middle of that defense. Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels are as good as it gets as far as the defensive line goes. And uniquely enough, they really only list two guys on their defensive line in the starting lineup, Clark and Daniels, as a 2-4-5 defense alignment with the edges coming down, Nick Perry and Clay Matthews off the outside. And speaking of those outside rushers, the Dolphins actually have the advantage there as long as Tunzel and James are healthy. I know that could be a bit of a proposition going into the game Sunday. As Adam Gaze mentioned in his press availability, they're just trying to do everything they can to get those guys both healthy for Sunday. I think everybody around the team understands the gravity and importance of having both those tackles available. If they are, I like their chances to set the edges and do well on the outside and hopefully give Brock Osweiler a decent pocket to pass from. And the last matchup that I actually do benefit the Dolphins in is the receivers of Miami against the corners of the Green Bay Packers. Kevin King sounds like he's going to miss the game. Jair Alexander has been fantastic, but they have had their issues opposite him. They play a mix of press and off coverage. It's going to be important for the Dolphins to get a downfield shot against that defense. As far as the safeties go, Kentrell Bryce is questionable. Tremont Williams is still there. He's not the player he once was. They're without HaHa Clinton Dix trading him, obviously. You heard Pete Burkowski yesterday talk about the fact that Clinton Dix maybe wasn't who he used to be. They cut Jermaine Whitehead, so they're pretty thin in that area. Miami has to go after that secondary and attack it aggressively. I just want to see them go down swinging more than anything. You're not going to win this game by surrendering drives. Even if you get into a first and 20, you have to attack, 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 and give yourself every chance to score on every drive because, like I said, that's Aaron Rodgers over there. You cannot leave drives on the field without going after them with a full head of steam. So this game, I I think matchups are pretty evenly across the board for the most part outside of quarterback, but then there's that desperation factor for the Green Bay Packers, a desperate team with their backs against the wall at home with Rodgers at quarterback. That is a proposition that not a lot of teams would like to have going into this game. I'll give you a prediction on the game here in just one second, but first, as we do on Thursdays on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, I got to lock something up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. And so what we're locking up this week is the fact that I believe the Dolphins are going to do something they haven't done in 19 games. That's right. The streak comes to an end on Sunday. They give us all the hope in the world with an opening drive touchdown. I think Gaze understands the importance of being aggressive in this game. I think he's going to fix his lack of Kenyon Drake touches in this game. I think they're going to utilize their weapons better, and they're going to give us all that false hope of a strong start. They're going to break the 19-game streak, and they're going to go right down the field at Lambeau and score a touchdown on their opening drive. I haven't been going out on a limb as much in recent weeks, so I'm going to take the candy in this one and go way out there and say Miami scores their first drive of the game and breaks the longest streak in the NFL. And while that's all fine and dandy, what about the actual game itself? You know, if Ryan Tannehill were back, I'd be more hopeful. I think there was a chance they would be able to find a way to create a plan to get enough points on offense to maybe even win this game. But I just don't think this is a game that Green Bay, a game that Aaron Rodgers, I said that that name so many times on this podcast, I don't think he'll let this game slip through his hands. Miami is a lousy road team, although this is a great chance to pick them off with the idea that they're playing the Patriots last week in a huge build-up game. They have the Seahawks and the Vikings on the road the next two games. It's going to be 40 degrees in Green Bay on Sunday, windy, cloudy, not very pleasant. All that stuff put together 
I think the Packers win this game 34, Dolphins 16. We head into the bye limping a little bit, but we have some upside with the possibility of Tannehill coming back and maybe getting ourselves on a run at that part of the season, going into the bye at 5-5, five and five, playing the Colts in what will be a must-win game, hopefully at 6-4, and four, but right now, I'm just not seeing it. All right, we're going to close this thing up with Matt Burke, the Rashad Jones situation, and the future of the defensive staff, and we'll do that next on the Locked On Dolphins podcast at Wingful NFL at Locked On Fins. It is Thursday on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, and as always, we have content up on LockedOnDolphins.com, the matchups and breakdowns previewing this game for you guys. But I wanted to cross another bridge here to close things out on the podcast ahead of Friday's podcast tomorrow. And what I wanted to talk about was Matt Burke's future with this team and how I think that maybe the situation with Rashad Jones might have brought things to a head. We know the Dolphins' defense the previous three games prior to that had been ran over by a buzzsaw by three teams over and over and over again. And then Jones makes it 10 plays into the game. He is out and he is not on the field the rest of the game. But just the miscommunication between Matt Burke and the defense, the constant breakdowns in the secondary with the communication issues there, the lost interest of the best player, possibly the lost respect from your best player, that is not a good sign. We now know that Adam Gaze himself admitted that he wasn't really paying close attention to the defensive side of the football, and that's not uncommon in the NFL. You hire a defensive coordinator to take care of that stuff. For as great as Sean McVay is, I'm promising you that he's not going over all the defensive plans every single week, but he hired Wade Phillips, a very experienced, a very respected, and a very qualified coordinator and play caller to get that side of the ball straightened up. But Matt Burke was trusted under Adam Gaze to keep things in order, and he didn't do it. So now Adam Gaze looks bad, something we know he's not going to like as much as he believes in his own self and the way that ego works, for maybe not paying attention to that side of the football. He looks bad for it. The owner won't like that. The fans won't like it. The media won't like it. And I don't think Adam Gaze is going anywhere. I think he is the coach of this team in 2019. I think he'll be able to go up to Steven Ross and point to the injuries and the defensive shortcomings from a staff standpoint and sell the fact that his offense was decimated by the lack of quarterback once again, I think he'll throw Matt Burke under the bus and have to hire a new defensive coordinator in 2019. Who is that going to be? Who are the candidates? I mean, who really knows right now? That's so far off. But I do think there is one guy that will get fired from his current head coaching perch that I would keep an eye on. And that is Todd Bowles. This defense has had success when they blitz. Bowles loves to blitz. He was most effective in Arizona when he had the honey badger Tyron Matthew roaming his defense. I think Minka Fitzpatrick could be a piece like that. The linebacker and Jerome Baker could be his ultimate blitz piece. They have the personnel to run the coverages that Bowles has incorporated both in Arizona and in New York. I think he would be a good fit here to come over if he wants to come back to Miami and be the coordinator after the year is over. I know you guys are getting tired of all this future talk. Trust me, I am too. I wish I was really engaged in a playoff discussion and I've been doing it on the podcast and I do have some belief in the back of my mind that they could make it happen but the drama that seems to find this team year in and year out it just we can't get away from it and there always tends to be a scapegoat and I think it'll eventually be Matt Burke that falls on that sword not in season but maybe as soon as Black Monday after the year is over.
On tomorrow's podcast, we're going to have the Twitter mailbag plus my new favorite piece up on LockedOnDolphins.com weekly, the Friday feature as we are going to focus on Dolphins' new star cornerback, Xavier Howard. But as for today's podcast, that is going to be my time. You guys, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter, at NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins and keep up to date on our Daily Dolphins blog over at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.